Hello and welcome back to Flop Stars, the podcast where we take an album that didn't get much attention and give it all the attention in the world. I am back and I have Nick Kelly here who's just <laughs> thrown down his eggs and toast and is now drinking a mimosa. <laughs> so it's you're not a mimosa, it's straight OJ, I will admit. It's straight OJ. <laughs> Out of a wine I, I would glass. love it to be a mimosa. Yeah, because it's a vibe. It's a, whole, it's a whole vibe, you know? Well, it is about, what, what 7.30 in the morning there. So perfect mimosa yep. drinking time. You know what? Absolutely. I would crack out a mimosa because, you know, we love this artist on Flop Stars. We've talked about her till the cows come home. She's the blueprint for Flop Stars. And today we are doing Charlie XCX's self-titled third album, Charlie. Because I guess by the time you've heard this podcast, you will have heard... Charlie's new single with Caroline Polachek and Christine and the Queens. We have not heard it, but it's the no. reason we're talking about her this week. And that collaboration feels like it's been so long coming. Like it feels it feels like it's, it was announced about two years ago that they were at least doing things together. I'm pretty yeah. sure they've... Obviously, Christine's, you know, made music with Charlie before um, on this particular album. Um, but yeah, right. yeah, they've actually all album. collaborated in different ways. So Christine and yeah. Christine and Caroline did the song on Christine's EP, and Caroline and Charlie did the Pop Two song, and then Charlie and Christine did Gone. Did the Char- did yeah. Gone exactly? Oh, so it, the, the triangle. I'm impressed. The edges of the triangle have met before, yet the triangle has never been completed. has never been formed, and, and be. tomorrow well. That. I knew everything was feeling a bit disjointed tomorrow. We'll just feel pop yep. unity. Someone will go missing in that triangle. <laughs> I <think>. No. <laughs> if it had to be one of them, though, who would you? <laughs> Caroline. <laughs> no. I would have said Christine a little while, like a, a couple of years ago, but. Um, I think Christine I would be very crafty at finding her way back. She seems like a very intelligent yeah, true. person. Oh, so you're, you, you're in the triangle analogy, you've decided that someone can actually get out of the triangle and get back to... I think life. they can come back. I'm sending Christine out into the wilderness because I feel like she would make it back. I think so. I think she'd... I yeah, think Charlie would do. just... Would not be bothered. She'd be like, no, oh, Charlie well, this is my fate. Pour a mimosa and just exist in the triangle for the rest <laughs> of eternity and make music for the other people in the triangle. <laughs> anyway, well, triangle band brand. for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about what's going on this week. I feel like we're just yes. all waiting for this bloody Adele record to come. Um, yeah, we've got Taylor Swift coming with Red. She was apparently filming something in her apartment in New York um, earlier in the week, and she was also walking around as I think dressed up as a squirrel trick or treating with Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. I on hate the weekend. It. I hate everything hate about it. that. Literally hate it. Um, did you go trick-or-treating? I know it's a big thing where you are. I didn't go trick-or-treating. I went, um, I dressed up as pink, which I thoroughly enjoyed, <laughs> as we were talking about before the podcast. And then the next day I dressed up as donkey and we all went a Shrek to a drag brunch. Oh, and then I did see the donkey To a gay outfit. club. Yeah, very appropriate. We all looked absolutely deranged. Yeah, you would be donkey. Um, yeah, I yeah, think donkey that's very, suits me. Very you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Donkey. Um, <laughs> before we start, I want to give a shout out to probably our most distant listener who claims to be quite distant from us. Um, I believe their name is Akim. Um, hello from distant Ukraine. I'm obsessed with your and Sam's podcast, Flop Stars. Good, the order is correct. The way you discuss music is so wonderful. Um, and a couple of requests there, lots of love. But I'm, I'm so amazed. We have a we have a listener in Ukraine, in distant Ukraine. A, Thank a you for A listener your in the Ukraine. Can you believe it? And we had our Polish listeners who were very um, popular with us in we one of the, the previous seasons. So I feel like we've really got that um, Eastern European market on lock now. So yep. maybe we should head up there. I'm here for it. I'm bringing it on. <laughs> Popstars Live, <laughs> Eastern European tour. <laughs> Followed by Brazil. We're going to do it. <laughs> All right, let's get into the songs from this week and play Flop or Bop. So, big album I last... it was Bop or Flop last week. Well, I, I feel like there's it. more flops than bops in it this week, so I've switched it around. Yeah, I'm not shocked with that. The first one um, is Ed Sheeran's Overpass Graffiti. Now, 
I've always been pretty positive about Ed. Yeah. I'm quite, I think he's quite an, quite an incredible writer. Yeah. I think the songs are all nothing to write home about, but they're quite fun and nice. I really enjoyed what's come from the album so far. I think Bad Habits was a nice left turn away from what he normally does. Yeah. Nice little slinky effort. I think Shivers is a deeply enjoyable song. Um, just a silly little banger with some horns and shit in it. Um, but this it feels like a drum and bass light that doesn't quite get to the drum and bass section. Fast-paced pop song that doesn't really do anything for me and feels like him just writing the same song he's written for four albums now. So yeah. it's a flop from me. Yeah, I I hated Bad Habits. I liked Shivers. Um, yeah. But, like, even hating Bad Habits, like, I don't know, the album just um, doesn't really have no. anything, like, interesting on it. At least Divide for, like, my issues that I had with it. It had things like Galway Girl that was so over the Absolutely. top cheesy that, like, you could barely ignore it. This this album seems very middle of the road and the overpass graffiti metaphor is just so bad. So yeah. bad. Or simile, I think it is, in the context of the song. Yes. Sorry to get um, grammar nut on. No, it just... You didn't even need to listen to the song, but then when you listen to the song, you realise it literally just is all a metaphor to seeing graffiti on the overpass. It's just it's like... Just, the thing uh, is with these men that claim to be loved up and, and married, like Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran, if I was the partner listening to these albums, I would be like, you don't actually like me that much because you're meant to be a fucking songwriter and you can barely string a sentence together or make an interesting song about how you like me. Yeah. Like, we'll never fade like graffiti on the overpass. If someone said that to me, like on the altar, I'd be like, I got to go. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Kylie and Jesse wears Kiss of Life. Very enjoyable. Um, I think these, the, the collaborators that Kylie's chosen for the sort of, um, it's the deluxe version of disco that's coming, isn't it? It's the, um, it's the like guest list Roman edition the or something like that. Yeah. It's Roman Reloaded the re-up, Taylor's version. <laughs> um, I've been really impressed so far. I think the Years and Years song is a joy as well. And I think this just kind of takes it to another level and it feels essential. And it feels very much like these two were destined to make a record together. Um, and I think Kylie is kind of in a new prime at the moment. I think she's yeah. making stuff that's of such, quali- such a quality and such a, a standard with every song and, and we knew that from the album um, but it's really hitting the mark every time and she's opening up new windows A Second in Midnight's all over the radio here and she's struggled with radio for the last probably 10-15 years um, in Australia and I think this will probably um, follow it up quite nicely so yeah it's a bop from me well done Kylie yeah A Second After Midnight's so good like would have been one of the top tracks on the standard edition of yeah. disco and better than anything that years and years have put out in the past year um <laughs> And I think the Kylie and Jesse like team up makes so much sense given that they both made disco revival records last year. This is Jesse's production team um, on this one, not Kylie's one. And I think it just makes it all the more like decadent and a little bit more mature. Yeah. Um, so absolute bop for me. Love it for them. I like the idea of I like the idea of Kylie working with these slightly more savvy you know, disco pop producers because she's got her yeah. people that work quite nicely, but she's also been quite a good collaborator over the journey. So I think, yeah, that excites me. Good for her. Um, mm. Conan Gray, Telepath. I've been looking forward to talking about this. Um, I think he's hit a pretty genius moment here. Um, the, the Even just the writing credits made me shiver. Like what are they? Julia. It's Julia, uh, him, yeah. and Ilya. And then it's pr- produced Ilya. It's Ilya. Yeah. Wow. And it just, I don't know, from the moment I heard the snippet he put on TikTok, I was so hooked. And the song does not let down. And, like, even the bridge, the, I got you, got you, got you, got you. Like, this is Conan having a fucking ball. And it's back to, like, Maniac. And um, there was that pop punky song he put out before he kind of blew up as well that I think, you know, he's never been afraid of just having a bit of fun with the genre. And yeah. playing around with pop at the, at the edges, and I think this is a really quite a, a smart moment. It's probably going to be the easy bow to tie to to um, the weekend, but 
I think he does it in... He's got enough of a personality of his own that the music doesn't feel too derivative. Um, and I just think he's a really fascinating... I think he's a really interesting pop star. And I kind of like that we don't know much about him. He's actually quite been, been quite a sort of... Um, been quite quiet about his... He has you know, been, hasn't he? He's a very quiet pop star yeah. in, in a weird way. Um, but yeah, very into this. Massive bop from me. I have to go back and listen, to be honest, because I really loved... Conan's um, album mm. but everything since that has just not been hitting for me it all feels mm. like watered down I don't know I think I mean J- Julia Michaels and Ilya should work I'm going to go back now that I know that I'm going to go back I've listened to it a few now? times and it just no no, no I'm not going to do it now I'm not going to take up three minutes of people's time <laughs> I'll, I'll we'll pop it on Twitter and, how I feel about we'll it. We'll just if sit here interested. in silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm really excited about Conan, and I think like all the visuals that go with it as well. Like he's just the coolest pop star. And he is. I want it to click, but it's not clicking yet. Go back. But go back, I'll go back go. and I'll see. I'm not going to give it a I flop, put... but I'm not going to give it a bop either. So I'm going to give it an an awe. An awe. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you highlight the word or on the run sheet as you said that as well. <laughs> I wanted to give you a bit of a visual. I like right. it. The next one is Mike Towers, Camilla Cabello, Onar Nah, produced by um, Tiny. Hadn't even realised that this had come out. Um, so I went and listened to it. And I think, as I said to you, this is Camilla's third song that goes, Oh, na na, or something of that description. Havana, oh, na na. Oh, na na. And then, Oh, my, my, my. Is that, <laughs> oh, no, is that Troy? Isn't that That's my, my, my? Oh, yeah, I was yeah, going to say my, my, my by Armand Van My, na na. Well, there's that too. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just not, it doesn't, it's nothing to write home about. It's nice to hear her singing in Spanish. Um, yeah. That's probably the most exciting part about it but it just kind of sounds like a spanish bop yeah and there's lots of very good spanish bops out there that i don't think this one's particularly special so i'm gonna go flop i mean it, technically it should work like tiny the producer's done stuff for like bad bunny selena gomez um i think Jay he did the Bell, new sean mendez Rosalia, thing sean mendez he did do oh okay that makes summer sense love. now yeah yeah it was the summer love um, and Delicate i don't know it's just missing something i'm not really sure what it is like whose single it is or whether it's going to be on her album but i loved it loved it i've I've shoved it down everybody's throat all summer yeah um i'm very into that but what is a mike towers what is a mike towers not across mike towers it's the newcastle hill towers (laughs) shopping center <laughs> no, Mike Towers is a reggaeton artist who's starting to do really well. I think he has some insane um, streaming numbers, and he's done stuff. He does. He has a three hundred seventy-nine million streamer Christ. there, um, and he's done stuff with Bad Bunny and J Balvin. So he's in that well, that kind of world. So it makes sense him. for her to do it. I'm not going to say flop. I'm going to give it another um, or. <laughs> <laughs> Final I'll one. take it. Joel Curry with Mabel, I wish. Um, I quite like this. I think Joel Curry's formula is still kind of working and there's always room for some really good straight up house pop yeah. um, in the world. And Mabel is continuing to be quite interesting once again. Um, yeah. And I think the writing on this is really good. It's, it's not like an incredible song, but it definitely sits more on the bop side than the flop side. Um, and I look forward to hearing it on the radio, just like Bed and just like, what was the one before, Head and Heart, um, for many yeah. moons to come. I feel like Head and Heart and Bed and Out Out as well kind of just had yeah. something that made them a little bit more interesting than your stock standard house pop track. This one yep. doesn't quite, I don't think. It's not as in- like as interesting as those three. And... Yep. I don't think it's necessary. Like, it's still going to do well, but it's definitely not going to hit the heights of, like, head and heart or bed. Yeah, that's a good point. They did have very distinguishing factors, didn't they, those songs? like you, They did. You... Like, head and heart had that, like, amazing MNEK hawk. Yeah. The bum, bum, ba, bum, bum. Like, that. Yeah, as simple as it was. It was iconic. 
and then like out out obviously has the allure and dance um sample so yeah it just doesn't have that but it's it's fine now speaking of out out and tying it into Very what we're about to do done. let's talk charlie Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. We really, we ha- had to talk about how many episodes we've done on Charlie when we started this because we couldn't remember. Yeah. But we did the two mixtapes for our second episode. Um, oh, we did them as one episode, didn't we? We did them as one episode, yep. And then right. we did her as part of our quick little future series uh, a few months ago. But now yeah. we're going to dig into the last, not the last album she released, she released the Quarantine album, How I'm Feeling Now. This was her third album. And yep. it was technically the follow-up to Sucker, even though the two mixtapes came in between. But this was her, like, in album mode. And it makes sense to me because I think the mixtapes were very experimental. They kind of shifted where Charlie's career was going. And this album kind of does a good job at melding that world with a more commercial Charlie world. Which Yeah, it... It struck at a very interesting time where Charlie had really delved into quite an experimental kind of lane and obviously had been, you know, incorporating elements of PC music and working quite closely mm. with AG and, and, and Sophie um, on, on, on the records. And then when this came, it felt like the return of a slightly more ambitious, commercially ambitious Definitely. Charlie XCX, but still not compromising on the things that she'd kind of learned over the two mixtapes and the things that she'd kind of become quite, um, quite famous for and added to her sort of, you know, the expectations of a Charlie record, which is that the production will be really interesting. Um, and it, can you hear the kookaburras in the background? Just laughing at you. Um, God, I miss Australia. Oh, so, so, I love a similar country. Um, yeah, and, and I think, you know, there'd been sort of leaks going around of, of stuff that sort of sat more in the, in the sort of mainstream yeah. while she was releasing all this slightly more experimental stuff and people had this anticipation for this record for sure. And whether it lived up to that anticipation, I think very much sits... Fans loved it, but whether it hit where it probably could have hit with the right kind of timing and marketing is, is another question. What's interesting to me listening to this album, because I think there are some like wildly experimental moments that were never going to make it commercially, but there's also some moments that are very commercial, like Blame It On Your Love with Lizzo, 1999 with Troy Sivan, White Mercedes, Mm. like there's quite a few of them, but I feel like that's listening to it in the context of now, because I feel like since 2019, pop has, commercial pop has skewed further towards that kind of hyper-pop, um, auto-tuned world. And it hadn't quite on this. And it, while I do think that 1999 and Blame It On Your Love were, like, obvious strikes at the radio, I still think she was just, like, slightly ahead of her time. I mean, even by getting Lizzo on the track, Lizzo wasn't massive yet. Like, she was about to have her breakthrough year when that track came out. So I feel yeah. like all, this album was just a little bit too soon. And I feel like it's always the case with Charlie. It's always just a little bit too always. soon. Even when she's trying like very outright to be commercial, it still was just like not quite, people weren't quite ready for it. I think even, you know, you look along the collaborator list and you've even got folks like Haim hadn't quite come back yet. Yeah. Kim Petras hadn't really, still hasn't really broken. Yeah. Um, Sky Ferreira, again, hasn't come back yet. Yeah. Christine and the Queens, probably also on that list of people who are really breaking through, you know, in the indie world, but haven't crossed over to mainstream yet. And, yeah. I, you know, you've got to admire that, um, you know, she brings these people along for the ride and gives them some space on her record. Um, but at the same time, it, it probably doesn't help her get the get the sort of mainstream attention that a record like Blame It On Your Love or um, even in 1999 probably could have gotten. Um, but, but at the same time, I feel like those songs wouldn't be the same without those people on them. So, and yeah. I think this, this, rec- this album was so well cast that I don't know what you could do differently from that perspective. Well, I think it always comes to her where it's like she obviously likes the pop game. She likes kind of flirting with the mainstream world. But when push comes to shove she's really not going to play the game as obviously as she could. Because 1999 has all the bits there. Like, it's this nostalgic kind of throwback song that references all these bits from the 90s and early 2000s, and the video is very kind of clickbaity and the sort of thing that... 
makes headlines, but then at the end of the day, it's got this like very 90s rave-esque production on it. And then it's got Troy Sivan as well, who I wouldn't really call a mainstream draw card anymore. So yeah. there's always this this magnet that, that pulls her back to something that's not quite mainstream enough. Which you have to respect that she does that as well. And I, I think artistic integrity above everything else. Um, but 1999, I think, is a particularly interesting conversation to be had in its own right. I think you're right. On paper, that record is perfect. On, yeah. rec- on, on paper, that is a, just a, a, such a great pop song for the moment. It was a moment where that nostalgia thing we're now seeing is working at radio. Yeah. Um, was, starting to, was starting to build. And you had referential songs to that era, to sort of late 90s, early noughties. 2002 Anne-Marie, for example, which ended up being a radio yeah. smasher. Had the had the exact same chorus that tied in all the elements of other pop songs, um, Even and that think went really about, well. Like, the TikTok potential for a song like "I Just Want to Go Back Back to 1999." I know that TikTok yeah. can bring songs back from the dead, basically, but I feel like if this song was released then, it would have had like right now, it would have been able to yep. have much more of a push than it did back then. With That's t- the thing because we're we're sitting in. It's so weird to think how different the pop game is even now compared so to twenty nineteen. Think about came, Pan- Pink Panthers in twenty nineteen. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't have understood. Wouldn't it would have sat on SoundCloud. It would have sat on SoundCloud and had maybe a million streams. Yeah, and that's it. It would never have made any more sense anywhere else. Absolutely. Um, it particularly never would, would have been. You know she wouldn't have been signed to Atlantic or, you know, any of that no. kind of attention would have happened. She just would have existed in her own microcosm. And to it's think a Charlie was fighting thing. to release like pop two a number one I angel know. with her label. And now they would have been like, Oh yeah, it makes sense. We'll send it straight to radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fascinating. Cause, uh, and this I suppose is a sign of how quickly pop moves and, and it's tough because we say that Charlie's always always just slightly ahead of the game, but yeah, I still uh, yeah, it's hard to say whether if she put this album out now, two years later, it would have had any more mainstream success than in twenty nineteen. It's well, it's really quite impossible to say. I guess like Good Ones is doing pretty well now, but it's like it's doing better than things off this record, I think. But it's still not like exactly setting the world on fire. And when I think about it, I'm like, I feel like that 80s synth sound is going to be really, like, is going to go really hard in the next year or so. I know The Weeknd kind of did it, but Charlie's one is a much darker, like, um, club-influenced 80s sound. And I feel like that's going to be yeah. everywhere soon, but it's not. It's rabia. Right now. So, once again, she finds herself, like... <laughs> At the beginning of a movement, not in the middle of it, which is, I mean, yeah. fine. I guess that's what she wants to do. And I guess that's why everybody like harks on about Charlie being this future pop star, as annoying as it is to hear people mention that over and over again. She's kind of, there's a quote that I like that we've, we've popped down here from The Fader where she talks about it being kind of the ultimate version of her. She yeah. talks about it being kind of a really great mishmash of all the records she'd done so far, which were all kind of elements of her personality and with meshing them into one in this record where you've got stuff as sort of weird and, and wonky as, as Shake It and stuff as pop as, as Blame It On Your Love. It kind yeah. of is a nice melting pot of all of her influences and all of her, her stripes. And I saw her do this record live. And when she was touring it, she did Vroom Vroom. And I think she did like Boys or something. But apart from that, the whole track list was made up of this album. And it's weird. It felt like appropriate because it felt like her career in a bubble in a weird way. Like it had everything. It had, (laughs) you know, when somebody plays an album start to finish, you're like, oh, fuck. Like we have to hear the same thing for for an hour. Whereas with this, this eh? you got like... White Mercedes, Blame It On Your Love, which were like huge sing-along moments. You got Shake It, which was absolutely bonkers. And then like 1999 right at the end, which felt like the perfect encore. It was weird that from one album you could actually pull enough like light and shade to make an entire set out of it. Literally. It's a a really... Like going back on it today, it's a really clever album, I think. And it does encapsulate her best, perhaps even more so than Pop 2 or Number 1 Angel because they were so experimental. Here I feel like you get a bit more of her vulnerability and you actually get to feel what she wants to say 
lyrically like songs like I Don't Want to Know and Official um, and White Mercedes like really go into her relationship and particularly Thoughts as well which is one of my favorites where she's just driving in the car like contemplating whether like any of her friends even like her anymore which is like yeah <laughs> everybody's been there at some point unless you're a narcissist yeah no one likes me <laughs> um but at the same time as as all of that you've got songs like shake it and next level charlie which were just like confident weird bangers that had no kind of ego attached well, like lots of ego attached to them yeah um and were quite sort of braggadocious and I think that's a good juxtaposition and again a really good example of how she can delve into both and still make it kind of sound cohesive in a weird way. I want to know what you think about Blame It On Your Love as being like the main push single for this because 1999 was partic- was basically the lead but it mm. came about a year before the album. Blame It On Your Love was yeah. the first one to get like the aesthetic of the album and be kind of <clears> placed <throat> alongside the album announcement. I've never, and I suppose fans have a different view on it because of, you know, the fact it's a redo of, of tr- it's track 12 is the track 10 the instrumental, right? Track 10. Yeah. Um, fans have a slightly, and not that I'm not a fan, but like stands have a slightly different view on it as if it's sort of like ruined the magic of, of track 10. But I yeah. think it's just, I think it's a smart use of that track and I think it's a smart evolution of that song. And I think it's probably the best hook on the record. Um, and I was really happy to see that. And I think even with the Lizzo thing, maybe not being, you know, Lizzo not quite being there yet. I think from memory, sort of juice was maybe popping off at the time. Yeah, um, I think Good so. as Hell hadn't really had its moment yet because that took a while after the release. Yeah. So, um, or, or at least it was kind of in its early days, the, the pre-Ariana days um, of Good as Hell. <laughs> and I think if if... Yeah, if if six months if this was six months later and it it, it it had popped out, I think it would have been a really great, you know, it's a nice pop crossover for Lizzo as well, um, you know, bring her yeah. slightly more into the, the hooky pop world. Um, but no, actually, that's wrong. That's wrong. Lizzo's hooky pop. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I always really enjoyed the song and listening to it again, I'm like, yeah, this still stands up. This is like a great straight up straightforward pop song. Yeah, it's definitely over time, like grown on me more because the first time I had track 10 is like one of my favorite Charlie XX songs so then when I heard it like thrown into this I was like oh my goodness but apparently this kind of it was more upbeat before she stripped it back down for track 10 on pop 2 so it actually went the opposite way really my issue I don't think Lizzo's verse like really suits the song very well like to me, it's almost a bit of a sad song, and then Lizzo comes through with like, "Gotta blame it on the, blame it on the, blame," it. <laughs> like a yeah, really like exactly. sexually charged braggadocious verse, which is perhaps like a bit out of the ballpark of this. Because it didn't necessarily have to be a Lizzo rap verse, did it? Like it very well no. could have just been a, a straightforward Lizzo it. pop verse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. I'm just not sure about it as a lead lead kind of single though. But then I'm I'm looking at the rest of the track list, and I'm like, what else could you have gone with? I mean, the, Literally. the elephant in the room, I suppose, is gone. Being Don't like, call me that. <laughs> yeah. After your egg on toast, you're just huge. <laughs> A balloon. I mean, gone was kind of the... It's, it's strange because I feel like Pop 2 made Charlie a critical darling. And then on this yeah. one, she's going for... She's, she wants to be both a critical darling... And commercially appreciated. And I think blame, when she released Blame It On Your Love, everyone was like, nah. And then she released Gone and it was like, like everybody. I remember the day Gone went out, came out and everybody yeah. just going like fucking mental about it. The video was amazing. The song was amazing. And the critics like went wild for Gone. I think Gone may have even made some of the like best of the 2010s kind of critics lists as well. Yeah, but and, then and the video care. and everything just it, all made so much sense. Yeah, the mo- in the moment, in the release moment, made was made such a splash. And then, yeah, you're right. It didn't, you know, it didn't quite stick. I was looking at the streams today on Spotify, and Gone is up to forty two million, which is pretty good. Wow! But it's like not huge, given that everybody was like pretending that song was the second coming of Christ when it dropped. Yeah. It's just, stra- I, w- I wonder if it's frustrating for her that she's like, what can I do? 
Exactly. And what can she do? That's the question. There's, I mean, the answer is that she kind of has to sand her sound down or yeah. not bother anymore. And, I, and yeah. I thought with how I'm feeling now, she decided, like, I'm not bothering anymore. I don't, like, I don't care anymore about the commercial attention. But with this new album, it feels like she's really vying to be, like, a main pop girl this time around. <laughs> Which I feel like we all, I feel like we've had that thought before every record in yeah. the last three that, you know, this is the moment. And even with good ones, it was like, okay, this is the single. Yeah. And again, it's not quite done what we possibly thought it could have done. Um, and, that's the, and that's the thing. And maybe she never will achieve this unspoken height that we have in our brains. Yeah. You know, maybe she isn't a number one artist and that should be fine. And we, maybe we've just got to be okay with that. And maybe she's got to be okay with that. Um, and but, maybe she and is we'll... okay with it because if you look at the features that she's pulled on to, I mean, she has friends in like high places. She's written for like Camila Cabello and um, Sean Mendes, I guess as well. But like she wrote Senorita. Senorita? Oh, yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. So, like, she's... D- and and she's, like, had her label hits and she's done her Iggy Azalea thing. So, there are people yep. that she can call in, I'm sure, if she wants a really She's done her Iggy Azalea thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Everyone analysis. has their Iggy moment. Ariana had her <laughs> Iggy moment. I mean, she's toured with Taylor Swift. Like, she really has done big mainstream things. But then for this album, she pulls in Christine the Queen, Sky Ferreira... Kim Petrus, Troy Sivan, like they're all names that sit on the outskirts of pop music. So she's still not really being like, actually, you know what? I'm ready. Like, yeah. let's have my number one. Let's pull in somebody absolutely massive. Let's get Tay Tay on the phone and be like, hey, do you want to have your hyper pop moment? Because the thing is, she probably would do it. And th- and that's the thing. I reckon most Can people you would imagine say yes. If Taylor oh. Swift did it. <laughs> Before she goes trick or treating. Imagine Taylor Swift should have gone on um, Shake It. <laughs> just all these icons and then just Taylor going, I shake it, I shake it, I shake, I shake it. it off. I shake it off, shake it off, 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 off. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, dear. Yeah, bring it on. All right, do you have a game for me? Let's do it. Um, this is a bop or flop based on Charlie feature tracks okay so stuff that charlie has featured on i need you to give okay. it a bop or a flop um first one is the iconic david getter Afrojack, french montana and charlie xcx dirty sexy money bop or flop oh we're just hearing this the other day it's actually i mean the french montana verse is horrendous i like the french montana verse it's so bad i think he had some little wet. pop Verses. No, it's so bad. I want to find the verse. <laughs> it's like the lyrics are terrible. I, just, I remember being a little bit disgusting, but hang on. Oh, t- bear with us while okay, we do. I'm going to listen. It's clap, 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 clap. Go on, move your body. Yeah. Clap, 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 baby. Move your body. Clap, 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 clap. You ain't got to fight it. Clap, 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 clap. What you need, I got it. <laughs> it's genius. And then there's like it's four genius. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to it again. Here we go. Clap, 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 girl, move your body. Clap, 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 girl, body. Clap, 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 clap. This you ain't got it, fight it. Clap, 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 clap. Maybe we'll chop this out. <laughs> oh no, then he goes, Louis shoes, tattoos. Whoa, do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm going to meet you. <laughs> well, I'm going to go bop. Now, now you've really convinced yes. me. Belter. He's, the, he's I, really the next the, Kendrick Lamar now I think about the it. The most iconic part is the pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. She, um, I mean, it's a Charlie XCX song. Surely she wrote it and then it, it yep. swum around Atlantic for a bit and they decided to get Davey, ah. Davey G on the track. Davey G. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a bop. That's one bop. Next one, Drop That Kitty. Ty Dollar Sign, Tinashe. Uh, Drop That Kitty is iconic. It's so good. One of her best features. (laughs) Drop that kitty down low. You can't stand it. We need Tanache and Charlie XCX back together again, I think. Now that Tanache is like independent and doing her like kind of weird R&B pop 
hybrid. Yeah. They would be great together again. But they were great perfect. together on Drop That Kitty. Underrated Bob. Yeah, actually, Tanache and Charlie doing a bit of a revisit. Maybe for the uh, maybe for the next album. That it would be, be really great. Cool. It'd be perfect. Next one is. Hmm. I, I wanted to choose one that you might not like. This is half the problem. Um, clean, ba- <laughs> clean bandit. Well, we might have one here. Oh. Clean bandit. Bad baby. Bahad Bahabi. You got me. And yeah, Charlie, like Playboy style. I don't like this one at all. Oh. Ba- Charlie and Bad Baby back in the day could have been iconic together because Charlie loves to get on board with like a... Who's she writing for at the moment? The TikTok. For an underdog. Um, she's um, writing with Addison Ray at the moment. That's right, So she yes. loves to like get on board a bit of a pop culture moment. Like, I feel yeah. like if Kim Kardashian was making an album, Charlie would be there in a heartbeat writing songs for her. Yeah. Um, but she yeah, would- this one was shit. I like that she jumps on the ones that the industry tries to shun. I think that's yeah. really smart and quite sweet. It's great. Um, final one is 100 Gex, Rico Nasty, Carico Brinito, and Charlie XCX Ringtone Remix. Oh, I love this one. It's an, another great one. Also, Charlie does such a good job with the hook on this. Like, she should yeah. have just been on the original. It's a classic. Felt, it's a bop. That felt like such a genius moment. That whole remix album for... That whole remix 100 Gex album. I nearly bought the vinyl of it the other day. It's so good. It is a moment. The whole thing is so good. But then I was like, I don't know about hyper... Does it well, I don't know about hyper pop on vinyl. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. Vinyl's for Maybe. more of a, like, Fleet Foxes moment than a... Fleet Foxes? <laughs> you wouldn't call... Catch me dead listening to Fleet Fox. For real? Well, yeah. you just wait. You're doing the oh, vinyl thing. You'll be. That is one of the. <laughs> that is one of the worst groups. You know what I did buy on vinyl? It sounds really good. I bought the S.G. Lewis album on vinyl. Okay, well excellent. that's not. Mate, that. I vinyl promise thing. I'm not going to become one of those guys that starts talking about their vinyl collection. I'm going to do a vinyl check in every week with you just to keep you on track. Okay. The minute probably you move be... into anything folk or alternative, the podcast ends. I'll find someone else. Well, I'll I did buy a twelve-year-old who has never. I bought the. Seen you buy a TikTok, You'll find a TikToker. <laughs> <laughs> you would replace me with a TikToker on this podcast, I reckon. Definitely. That would be a that would be a vibe. <laughs> um, that's the game. Thanks for playing. Um, bop, Thank bop, you. Bop. Features edition three three for bop, one for flop. I was pretty impressed with that because I threw some curveballs at you. You did throw me a curveball. I, I mean, I mm. only did. It's quite hard to make me say something negative about. Charlie XCX, even Sucker, I'm a fan of. So, um, I don't know why you mean even Sucker, I'm a fan. I reckon that's my favorite Charlie record. No, really? Yeah, I was just about to yes. ask you where you think this one sits. In. We had this. Ch- oh, we had this chat in the future um, show about Sucker. I think Sucker's amazing. I think Sucker is once again a. It's a mishmash of a lot of her vibes, but more on the rocky kind I don't of side. Think it's and bad, but it's definitely my least favorite Charlie album. But no. I'd still listen to it. What's your least favourite then? Um, Probably in hindsight, True Romance, to be honest. Really? I love True yeah. Romance. No, it's just, I don't know. I remember all listening quite... to True Romance when I was in Denmark um, backpacking for the first time. This was my first hostel and it was a 64-bed room. And I remember listening to True Romance and thinking no. this whole situation is fucked up, but... It's the opposite of True <laughs> at Romance. At least I have this. <laughs> I first heard Charlie when I went to London for the first time. Um, oh, here we and go. Super Love... Super, shut up. Super <laughs> Love just came out. And I had I was obsessed with Super Love and then I found out she was playing a show in London while I was there. And then I, I rediscovered True Romance and I loved it and then went and saw her live. And she was amazing. She Super was Love is great, a great Charlie moment. Yeah, she has so many good loose singles. But where do you think this? Where does this sit in the Charlie ladder? Well, looking at all these, I'm looking at the albums side by side now, and sort of doing a bit of a sort of um, swap and and shuffle kind of moment, like they like they're a deck of cards in front of me. Yeah, Um, I'd probably say probably second. What's first? I can sucker, sucker, Suck. Charlie. <laughs> you're going to get Why absolutely so bin for this. <laughs> you Charlie may as well say you're yourself. a Republican on that. <laughs> you get less criticism <laughs> for it. Sucker, Charlie, Pop 2, Number 1 Angel, How I'm Feeling Now, True Romance. Okay. Uh, it, it's second yeah. for me too, but in a very different lineup. Pop 2, <laughs> Charlie... How I'm feeling now, true romance, number one angel, sucker. 
Boo. <laughs> Boo. Wow, what a reception. I try not. All right, let's let's go into my game to break the ice. Okay, yep. My game's yep. called Vroom Vroom, and <laughs> I How call it, it that because Charlie has a song called Vroom Vroom. Charlie is also oh, really? obsessed with cars. Like, she mentions them several times on this record, and nearly every record there is a song about a car. Um, True. She should have written on the Cars soundtrack that had songs like Life is a Highway. Um, oh, well, she could have joined You uh, 2 who've just released the lead single to the Sing 2 movie starring Tori Kelly as an elephant. So um, that's a new career highlight for, for them. <laughs> They're going to pop it on. It'll be on your iPhone soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so in this game, I'm going to give you lyrics about cars and you need to tell me which artist sung this lyric. So it could be any oh, artist. Like it's not just okay. Charlie. You get a bonus point for telling me the car, the the song, and then you get another. You get another bonus point for telling me what car you think they would drive. Oh my! Oh, well, okay, yeah, I can do that. So you could be, you could yep. get three points for just one question here. The first one is: I got a fast car. I got a ticket to get us out of here. I got a fast car. Oh, I know this. I got a. I got a fast car. I got a fast car. That's not the melody. You're off. Uh, uh, all I can think, all that I can think of is Shannon Knowles Drive. <laughs> I got a car. You're gonna think that for everyone now if you get. I know. Name. I got a fast car. I, I got, got a ticket fast to get us out. Car. I got a fast oh, car. It's fast car, Tracy Chapman. It is. Or yes. All the all the Tob Talk remix. And what all car do you think Trazza would drive? Tracy would drive, I reckon, like a little clapped out old Jeep with the roof with the roof permanently removed. <laughs> and she'd just like she'd just sort of hop that. in it, drive down to the beach. I presume that Tracy lives on a beach now. Yeah. Um get reads a book about Joni Mitchell and then goes home again in a <laughs> about little Jeep. Joni Mitchell. And it gets rained on. Yeah. <laughs> Only reads books about Joni Mitchell. Well, I'm obsessed with never met her. Not for the Joni Thank Mitchell you. thing. <laughs> I'm gonna have to double check if Tracy Chapman's ever spoken about Joni Mitchell. Yeah, I forgot. I don't get any. I don't get any points for coming up with this scenario of their day to day life, do I? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Personally disappointing. The next one is nothing good starts in a getaway car. Nothing good starts in a getaway car. Taylor Swift getaway car. Yeah. Reputation album. Got it. And she would drive. Um, she'd drive a little Kia Rio. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. She little drives about. The, the box that she comes out of her apartment in. <laughs> <laughs> or does she drive the chariot from the Romeo and Juliet video? I mean, probably. The horse, Love story. Horse-drawn cart. Taylor would definitely yeah. drive a chariot. Yeah. That's okay. Taylor's car. Next one is turn up the volume in your Prius. 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 That's what I imagine <laughs> yes, the song sounds you're like. You're right. It's Sean Paul. Uh, turn up. Turn up. Turn up the volume in your Prius. Uh, turn up the volume in your Prius. No, I I can't. I'm gonna go. Stab I'm in gonna the go dark. to this. Um, Shamir. <laughs> <laughs> it's next level Charlie off the off the titular oh, album shit. of this course. podcast. Of course. Yeah. And oh, that, the, well. the obvious answer is Charlie drives a Prius. All right, next one is but today right. I drove through the suburbs. Today I drove through the But today I drove. Oh. Uh, but today I drove through. The, but today I drove through the suburbs. Cause how da, could da, da, I da, ever love ever someone, someone like <laughs> yo else? I've already forgotten the words. Driver's uh, license, wow, Olivia the Rodrigo. Biggest fucking song of the year. And she would drive. Her, sorry, I just had to get my cat's mouse toy and throw it because she fucking won't let me alone. Um, <laughs> the she would drive her mum's. Mm. Her mum's. What would her mum have? Um, Nissan Navara. Great. Three points. Yeah. 
Love it. Or in, as our American friends would say, Nissan. Navara. <laughs> Thank you for being inclusive. You know, we have more That's American like- listeners than Australians, so you have to do more of that. I have to do an American. I have to do the American pronunciation all the time. Yeah. Do you have the Kias over there? The Kia Rios in America? I mean, I rarely. You don't know. Step into a car that isn't an Uber here, and I rarely look at the brand badge of it. Um, but I will now, and I'll report back. Thank you. I'm going to take the point away from you if they don't have Kias here. Um, yeah. Next one yeah. is I hear the birds on the summer breeze. I drive fast. Birds on the summer breeze. I drive fast. Uh, is this Lord? No, but it's somebody else that you like to give a bit Lana, of to. Lana Del Rey. It is Lana Del Rey. I was going to go Lana first. <laughs> I can't think of the song. I just ride. Oh. That's one that I actually don't mind. I was going to say, I feel like that's one you'd like. All right, what yeah, car would Lana drive? I'm okay with. Lana would drive... A see-through Lamborghini. No, that's not right. She'd drive a, a white Mustang. Oh, tr- oh true. Vintage, of course. <laughs> bow, bow. All right, next 70s. one is, you called me up again, drunk in your Benz. Called me up again. I know this. You called me up again, drunk in your Benz. Called me up again, drunk in your Benz. Drunk in your Benz. You called me up again, drunk in your uh, Charlie. No. Do you um, want to know what it is? You'll kick yourself you for this. It's you like this again. year. Oh, okay. Don't, don't tell. Yeah. Drunk in your bends. Um, no. Nah. Driving home under the influence. Driving home under the influence. Driving home. You made me hate this city. What song is that? <laughs> it's a very accurate <laughs> representation of Billie I... Eilish is happier than ever. Oh! Because <laughs> it was about as inaccurate as humanly possible. So that's why... I'd Mine, that wasn't that bad. Know. I was just yelling. I was full of emotion. And Billy would drive. Hmm. What would Billy drive? A rusty Holden Ute. How can she doesn't drive? Yeah, she gets driven, doesn't she? Yeah. Black SUV. Black SUV. Yeah. Okay, we'll say that. Uber. Uber black. Darkest legal tint. Darkest legal tint on the windows. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the final one is at the car wash, working at the car wash. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> car wash um, by Missy Elliott, Christina Aguilera and friends. Shark Tale Correct. soundtrack edition. <laughs> and what car would they be driving? <laughs> um, um, what car? Um... I reckon they would drive a little, um, one of the little shark mobiles. Yeah, no, they would be the, floating the car, that would go through the car wash. A stingray. Oh yes, yeah. I think that's Finding Nemo, but whatever. Or a dolphin. Or a dolphin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they go on top of the dolphin. Beep beep. All right, let's get in our Nissan Navara and drive back to Charlie XCX's Charlie. Favorite song, worst song, score out of ten. And a rating out of 10. Um, I'm going to go favourite song. Favourite song, Blame It On Your Loves. Or, uh, no, no, no. But favourite song, Gone. With a very close second to Blame It On Your Love. Yeah. And least favourite is very obviously 2099 featuring Troy Sivan. Really? I pull up. Yes. Odd up. Okay. So annoying. Annoying. Oh, I like that yeah. one. And that twink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Absolutely not. He has a very good single out right now. Uh, Actually, he does, yeah. Did you give a score out of 10? Um, 
worst song and then a score. I reckon a seven out of ten. It's definitely not perfection, but it's a nice album to go back on. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Okay, my favorite is Gone. My second favorite's Thoughts. And my third favorite's Official. And my least favorite is February 2017. That was my second least favorite. Yeah. And then I'm going to give it I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I reckon it's really really strong record. Well, there's not that much strength between 8 and 7, is there? I know, but 7's like a mm, whereas 8's like you're starting to get yeah. excited. 7 yeah. feels a bit more lukewarm, doesn't it? Yeah. All yeah, right. Good point. Thanks for joining me. Well, I'm happy me. with that. What are you having for Thanks lunch for joining today? Me. Not sure yet. Probably nothing. Probably just depression, not eating. Um, and you then can't do that for till... lunchtime. If you're going to skip a meal, skip breakfast. <laughs> no, no, no. It's my, new, it's my new thing. I eat breakfast and then I starve myself until I feel really, really hungry again. How do you do I'm that? Joking, if I did that, joking. I would snap. I would really snap. I used to know, I, until like literally two weeks ago, I didn't eat breakfast. I'd wait until I was starving. That was me day. too. Then I, I'd wait until like I realized I was getting grumpy. I was getting yeah. cranky at like 10 o'clock and I was like, what's happening? And I was like, oh, that's right. Cause I don't eat anything. And so now, now I, I don't get as cranky at 10 But I'm still cranky, but at least I've eaten breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed a similar issue. <laughs> uh, flick us a message. If you've got any ideas of stuff that you want to, um, you want us to do, um, on the on the show, we've had a few wonderful requests this week. Just flick us a message. Um, we're going to decide individual. today what we're going to do, and then we're yeah. going to tell people so you can give your thoughts. I, I like promise. That. Yeah, let's do it. And Bring enjoy it the Charlie single. We'll chat about it next week. Hopefully, Hopefully it's, good. it's good. Imagine if it's absolute <laughs> rubbish and we've just wasted an hour doing this. Who knows? It could be February 2017, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> February 2022. Week. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Keep with you, we the Don't search me in here.